Many years ago, I received a really amazing piece of advice. Um, a friend said to me, when we are most uncomfortable in our lives, it's because we are the most out of alignment with our lives. And living your truth isn't just kind of an ideal to aspire to, it's really how we find peace and contentment in who we are, what we're doing, and who we came here to be. This is a thoughtful meditation on you coming into your fullest truth. Close your eyes and just listen to my voice. You don't have to do anything, just listen and try to absorb what I'm sharing with you now. These questions are meant to help you reflect on what you already know is true. So that's kind of the first and most important aspect to remember here. You already have the answers. It's your fear and it is your doubt and it is your conditioning that is preventing you from knowing them completely. So if you're feeling out of alignment in your life, you'll know because you feel incredibly uncomfortable. It's kind of like a sixth sense. You know, it's like, well, you may be able to identify, well, I know this one thing is feeling really wrong. Or maybe you don't. Maybe you just don't quite feel alive. You don't feel fulfilled or, or really happy. And, and you know that, you know, life is always going to be life and nothing's ever going to be perfect, but that you're supposed to feel a little bit more excited to wake up in the morning. These are signs that you're out of alignment. So the first question that I want you to ask yourself is, why do I need to be where I am right now? Why do I need to be where I am right now? Something that we easily lose sight of is the fact that the lives we are living currently are very often answered prayers from the past. If you really took a moment to look around you, how many things are in your life today that you feared would never come, that you feared might not be there? How many miracles and blessings do you already have? Things that you worked for and waited for and wished for and are so incredibly lucky to have. But beyond that, the truth is that when we're not stepping forward in our lives, it's because the place that we are currently in has something more that it has to teach us. We're here for a reason. So, you know, we're always kind of wondering and waiting and like wanting for what's coming next, the next step. We know where we're supposed to be. We know what we want. We know what we see. We know, we know it's inevitable. We know what's coming. But why are we here right now? What in this moment is here for us to learn? What is here for us to experience? Is there something in your life right now that you will never be able to experience again? Is there something that's a really essential building block of where you're going to be going next? You know, when you look back on years past, you'll probably realize that so many times in your life when it felt like you were really learning hard and uncomfortable lessons, you were actually kind of developing an aspect of your character that would be fundamental to what you had set out to do in the first place. You know, we say, of course, I'm, I'm a writer, so this is always you know, an example I'll use, but you wanna, you wanna write a book, but then you're given the opportunities to really go inward 
and hone your craft as a writer and work on it every day and yeah that's hard and uncomfortable um, and it's not easy but you have to keep in mind that it's all leading towards something in this moment it might not feel shiny and exciting but it's exactly where you need to be to get to where you want to go why do you need to be where you are right now the answers to this will help you find some contentment they'll help you find some peace but most importantly they'll help you find some answers some answers for why life has not progressed quite at the pace that you want it to the next thing i want you to ask yourself is what are the small things in my life that feel right we're always wondering about these big, huge, overarching questions. What is my purpose? Who will I love? What am I supposed to be doing? What is life even about? Or maybe it's a little more practical than that. You're, you're wondering, you know, what city should I live in? You know, what, what job am I supposed to be doing? Just anything like that. When you can't answer the big questions immediately, go smaller. Is there anything in your day-to-day -day life that you just know feels right? It can be seriously as simple as, I love my quiet time in the morning when I wake up and everything's peaceful and calm and I enjoy my coffee. That's not too small, that's everything. The little things are really the big things because the little things add up and compound on themselves over time. When you look back on your life, you know, you look back, let's say if I'm being in school, you, you know, you're not thinking of the moment you got your diploma. You're thinking of all like the simple day-to-day -day memories with your friends, the things you enjoyed, the things you love to do. You remember those ordinary days and moments because they're not ordinary at all. Those little things are the big things. And the way that you build your day with those little things that you love, that feel the most like you, that's how you build a life that's truly in alignment. Not by thinking you can answer these huge, complicated questions, because the truth is that maybe you can't, and maybe none of us ever really can, but could we find clarity and calmness within just knowing the simple things? I'm here right now, I like to do this, I love this person, I'm spending time with them, I'm working towards something, I have something to hope for, you know, maybe I'm in a process of healing or letting go of something, but that's okay too. So what are the small things in your day-to-day -day life that feel right? So the next question I want you to ask yourself is, if I could design my dream life with no limits, what would I choose? Now, I know what you're thinking. Okay, well, if I let myself do that, I would come up with something so over the top, it would be totally unrealistic, and then I'm just gonna get super disappointed when I realize it could never be reality. Well, I want you to maybe think about it a little bit differently. I've come to find that when people do this, they don't tend to come up with something that's like the most outrageous, outlandish life that they could conceive of. They tend to come up with something that's actually reflective of their values and ideals. Like maybe your answer to this question is, I would move to the beach with my loved ones and I would spend every day surfing. Like maybe that's your answer. and. Even if that exact scenario is not possible, the information that you can extract from knowing that about yourself 
is really what matters. It's like, okay, well, clearly I value uh, beautiful weather. I value spending time with the people that I love. Maybe I don't really value working as much, or maybe my goals aren't so fiscal in nature. And as you ask yourself this and you get like a, a clear picture in your mind of you know, what you would really do if you knew you could do anything, you're starting to expose yourself to what you deeply desire on the inside. So what, if you could design your life with no limits, what would you choose? Pull elements from these. See where your mind leads you, see where your desires bring you. And then consider how you could take those values and actually start implementing them into your life now. So similarly, the next question is, does my daily routine reflect my values? The things that I will care about at the end of my life. So if you wrote down on a piece of paper, what are the five to 10 things I do every day? And on the other side of the paper, you wrote down, what are the five to 10 things I'm going to care the most about when my life is over? Well, would those be the same things? For a lot of people, the answer is not really. We spend so much time, you know, living out of fear, fear that if I don't like overwork, it won't be enough. Um, I'm always falling behind. I can't keep up with, you know, everyone always has plans and the coolest, newest stuff. And it seems like we're always just kind of trying to play this catch up game, always fearing and feeling like we're behind or we're falling behind or we're not where we're supposed to be. But when we get clear about what our values are, the things that actually bring us joy, how we actually want to spend our days, then we can start letting go of a lot of that pressure to overperform and kind of mold ourselves into people that we don't really even want to be. So the question is, does my daily routine reflect my values, the things that I will care about at the end of my life? Next question is, what is quietly pulling me? What is quietly pulling you? What do you know deep down you're supposed to be doing? Like, seriously, just get real with yourself for a minute. What is calling you? What is moving you? What makes you come alive? Even if you think it's totally unrealistic and you're not talented enough and it could never happen, just try to put aside those doubts for just one moment and consider what is pulling you. We all have these things where it's like deep down in our gut, we know it's what we're meant for. It's we know it's what we're being led toward. And then we're battling all these kind of justifications and reasons why we can or we shouldn't or we wouldn't. But could you just get clear on what is pulling you? Do you see it reflected in your day-to-day, -day, the things you desire? Are you desiring more quiet time? Are you desiring more connection? Are you desiring more fulfillment? What are the things that are kind of pulling you toward them? So the next question is, if I had to leave the country tomorrow and I could only pack one bag, what would I put in it? This is one of my favorite thought exercises. I have it in my guided journal and it's something that I actually do a lot because it's a really clear and easy way for you to see what your truth and values are in like a really practical way too. Like whenever I think about it, I'm like, oh, there are these two dresses that I love and my laptop and like my two favorite books. And for me, 
that represents my values of like a minimal lifestyle and writing and like reading and learning and always working on myself. Those little practical things really represent bigger things. Like my phone is always one. I, I like to stay connected and see what everyone's doing. And um, I love posting and sharing what I'm working on. So it, it's not about that you would, you know, put a book in the bag. It's about what does the book represent? So if you had to leave tomorrow and you could only pack one bag, what would you put in it? And what do those things really represent about who you truly are? So the next question is a little bit more of a deeper dive. It's also another one of my favorites. Am I being who I really want to be? Or is this a version of myself that feels most safe? So are you really being who you want to be? Or are you being a version of yourself that feels most safe? I saw this video the other day, and I, I wish I could quote it correctly because I don't remember who said it, um, but the person in it said, when we have to try so hard to be something, that like we have to exert so much effort to be something, it's usually because that's not who we're supposed to be. Like, it, Yes, important things are hard work. We want to show up and, and commit and keep working on big projects or aspects of ourselves. When it requires like an excessive amount of effort for you to kind of like fake it, that's how you know that that's not who you really are because the truth of who you are should give you more energy than it takes. When you are being yourself and you are being your true and honest self, the things you do and the things you are and what you represent and what you feel and what you value, those elements of your life give you energy back. Like it doesn't feel so exhausting to like wake up in the morning and have to kind of put on your mask. Holding up that mask is really heavy. It's really heavy and it's really hard and it's really scary because it's like, who might not accept me and in what ways will I be rejected? And I don't know if this will help at all, but the way that I like to think of it is people are going to love you or reject you for reasons that you may not ever know. And honestly, a lot of the time really might not have anything to do with you. They're going to love you or reject you either way. So you have a choice because trying so hard to be a person that you aren't and hiding your true self, it's not, sh it's not shielding you from rejection in the way that you kind of hope it is. It's just not. The same number of people are probably loving or, <laughs> or not loving you either way. The difference is when you show up to your life each day, do you feel open and do you feel comfortable? And do you feel relaxed? Or are you tense all of the time? Are you always kind of like constricted are you always kind of, you know, caving and bending in on yourself? Always kind of uncomfortable, always having to like think so hard about the next thing you're going to say or do or choose or be. You're spending so much time constructing a version of you that's built out of other people's preferences and also wounds, wounds from the past. This is really consistent with so many people's experiences where it's like years ago someone made maybe a really unkind comment about some aspect of 
who you are and you interpreted that as oh okay well i can never do that again as long as i live i better correct that right away but did that need correcting or was that just one person sharing you know how they felt about you in that moment or kind of expressing a, a personal opinion that didn't even have anything to do with you it's so easy not even just easy it's like automatic for us to build our personalities and our identities and our lives around other people's preferences and wants and needs. And then we end up in a place where we feel so incredibly empty inside. And it's like, right, because our life is not really serving us in any way. So this is a question for you to take a lot of time with. And it's not something you can just answer once. It's something that I really try to think about like most days, to be honest with you. Am I being who I really want to be and who I really am? Or is this a version of myself that feels the most safe and the most acceptable uh, and like the most safeguarded against like potential criticism? Because the truth is that when we are being ourselves, when we are living our truth, we're kind of taking our soul and putting it out into the world and it is vulnerable. It really is we're taking things we really care about and we're exposing them to everyone and in life itself it's so much easier or it would seem that failing at something we don't care about it's like yeah well that might like buffer the blow or the pain as opposed to failing at uh, failing at something that we really really do care about but then at the end of the day it's like well, we never even tried to even accomplish something that we actually wanted to. We never reached for something that actually mattered. So it's like, are you willing to try and to potentially fail at the things that matter or the things that don't? Because it's the exact same thing as being your true self. You're going to be loved and rejected, probably at equal proportions either way. The difference is going to be, did you show up and at least try to do something you cared about? And honestly, when you lose something you care that much about, or when someone does criticize a really authentic part of who you are, it hurts and it's always going to hurt. But I think a lot of us can get to a place of realizing that that temporary discomfort is nowhere near the constant pain of living a life where we just feel completely suppressed and completely disconnected from our truth. The last question is this. When I get to the end of my life, am I going to be okay if I did not take the big leap? When you get to the end of your life, are you going to be okay if you did not take the big leap? Whenever you are uncertain about what you should do or what's next or how you should look at something or feel about something, I want you to imagine your life from the perspective of your oldest possible self. The self who at the very end of it all is gonna look back and be looking at this story and looking at you currently and having seen the whole thing unfold and knowing that everything's gonna turn out okay, what would they say? And if that feels hard to tap into, imagine your current self looking back on yourself in the past five, 10, however many years. What would your current self say to your past self that will help you kind of start connecting to that energy? Okay, now extend it forward. Could you imagine yourself as, as an older individual at the end of your life, 
looking back on now, looking back at all these questions and these choices, I think that most of the time you would look back and you would encourage yourself to be bolder. You would tell yourself to be more fearless in pursuing connections. You would tell yourself to kind of let a little more roll off your shoulders and to really be putting your energy on what truly matters. I think you would tell yourself to stop wasting your days, you know, in these imaginary arguments in your mind. And maybe you think it's between you and a, another person potentially in your life, but it's really just between you and you. It's you arguing with you of, are, are you gonna let yourself be yourself and choose yourself and choose what you truly want, especially when it's right in front of you. When you get to the end of your life, are you going to be okay with yourself? And you're, are you gonna be able to close the chapter, close the book rather, and say, I am okay with the choices that I made. And before that, are you going to get to a point in your life where at the end of the day, you can go home and lay down in bed and feel, I am okay with the choices that I made today and the person who I was today, and I feel fulfilled and I feel content. Living your truth is not about following your temporary fleeting emotions. It is not about just jumping from trend to trend or what appeals to you in the moment. Because a lot of that can be a form of escapism, which is also a form of fear. Living your truth is choosing what you know you actually value and what actually matters, even if in the moment it's uncomfortable to do so. It's making a long-term commitment, even if it's not what you feel like doing right now, because you know at the end of the day, at the end of the day and the end of your life, you're gonna look back and be so grateful that you went for it. I know that we all think we wanna have the most comfortable life as possible but I haven't really found that to be true. I find that when you talk to most people, what they're really hungry for is a challenge. What they really want is to be pushed a little bit, to step into the next level, to work for something, to try for something, and yes, maybe to fail, but at least to having had gone for it, but at least having gone for it. You are often as uncomfortable in your life to the same proportion that you are or are not living in and out of alignment and truth. And your truth, your set of values, your needs, your wants, they're going to be different from anyone else's. So this is internal work. This is stuff that you need to look inside of yourself and bring yourself outward into alignment from there. And if you are afraid, if you are afraid of doing this, if you are afraid of what you might find, of what you might see, of who, might, who you might discover you are, I am here to tell you that that is the voices in your mind that are currently holding you back. That is not the truth. The truth is that the most selfish thing in the world is to spend your entire life never having gone inward and decided what you're gonna to commit to and care about. It is not selfish to take care of yourself. I actually think it's a really selfless thing because people who haven't taken care of themselves, people who are not in alignment, people who are overwhelmed with the weight of, of, of what they're going through, they're not of help to anybody else. 
they're not even of help to themselves. So the most powerful thing that you can do for yourself and everybody else is to take a moment, take a breath, go inward and say, in what ways can I just start by getting my own life into alignment? In what ways can I better exist within my own truths? And I think that as you make this transition and start implementing and integrating these, these values, these truths that you know about who you really are into your life, you're going to find that almost naturally and effortlessly, you're helping more people, you're inspiring other people, you're more able to give up, offer up your time, your energy. And beyond that, you feel more at peace each day. And as you wake up and you move through your life, you become a natural, effortless force of peace and contentment, not just for yourself, but for everyone you come into contact with. But the truth is that we don't inspire and lead by telling people what to do. We inspire and lead by showing people what to do as we do it. So start where you are. Start in your own lane. Work on getting into your truths first. Just take one moment in your life to go inward and really ask yourself the hard and important questions. Because if you ask me, it's going to be really worth meeting the person who comes out on the other side.